Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding, and my name is Rick Beta. You can email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com, or just follow along on social media, and that's at Rick Beta, R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A. Always, always look forward to hearing from you. So I got to admit something right from the start. Warble is quickly becoming my favorite brand. Yeah, it's, it's really happening, and I'm not really fighting it, you know? Did you happen to see Warble and Cobra Man's 3 yet? And looking at the numbers, about maybe about 216,000 of you as of this recording have. The video was released, what, on May 26th? I think this should have at least 500,000 views by now. So there's a couple of you out there that haven't seen it. So if what I talk about for the next few minutes doesn't motivate you to check it out, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm shrugging right now. I, I don't know. I freaking loved it and if they produce physical copies of this video i'm going to buy two of them so put me down for two warble okay it was so good so here are some notes that i took along the way had my first pause rewind moment only a couple minutes in right after ivan glenny's intro that big fat late shove it yeah one of my favorite tricks of all time and when they're done so well like he did i had to pause and rewind that a couple times that was so good multiple angles those are, when I could do them, I need to relearn them, but those are so, when you do them right and everything works out, just they feel so awesome. And then when you, and someone does them like big and huge like that, that's an awesome trick. What can I say? So I'm glad they gave us two angles for that. So very cool. I also love the skating in the snow about three minutes, 21 seconds in. Much respect to anyone who can skate in the snow because I, I don't, I'm trying to think. I don't even tried it. I know it's slippery as hell, just like common sense. But so it's slippery for one, and it just looks so damn cold. So if you fall, it hurts even more, you know. And I've snowboarded in that kind of weather before, but never skated. So that's just, it's too cold for my, you know, California bones. So I'm like, nope, no thanks. I'm good. That kickflip to Hill Bomb by Dave Mole, four minutes, 52 seconds, had me freaking out. Checking my notes now here. Just the way he was flying down that hill and his arms were sticking out the way they were. They were kind of like, uh, like they just were, were there. And I immediately got that, that Celine Dion song from Titanic stuck in my head because I'm like, I thought something bad was going to happen or like get emotional. I mean, how fast was he going? I mean, we needed like one of the barracks crew there to, to clock that speed. Maybe it was the angle that made it look, but that looked fast. <laughs> Super fast. And I bet he even got like Milton's palms sweaty for that one. You know, Milton Martinez seen that. He's like, oh, yeah, that's way too fast, dude. You're crazy. But I mostly want to talk about the dismount. Okay. And <laughs> I, bet, I bet there's maybe one, eh, maybe two of you listening right now that can maybe, maybe exit as gracefully as he did. And that's why I say that's just a small percentage. And you see how far he jumped for that one, too? So he was going down fast, jump. And that solid attempt to run slash speed walk out of it. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, he got, what, I counted four steps because it was so fast. So I counted four steps in before he went, like, straight road rash on the, you know, for the rest and just slid. And But he was all good, though. Immediately sat up, you know, arms raised to the sky, like, hey, yay. Very impressive, but... He ended up like what, 15 to 20 feet from his board, because <laughs> I had to pause that too. I'm like, damn! And, and now you're not gonna see like 
Tony Hawk doing stuff like that or myself included doing stuff like that, I would have snapped a quad upon that first step, you know, like snap. And then, you know, hamstring next, boom, done. And then you're just like face planting it. I mean, who knows? I mean, I guess I you could skid face plant 20 feet, right? That's what that would have been me. I'm just saying that with the velocity that he was going, holy crap, that was crazy. And continuing on his like suicide mission for his part, he was at that United Methodist Church. And I, I paused it at seven minutes, 33 seconds just to take it all in. You know, the framing, the magnitude, the there was a helicopter in the background, which was a sight to see, right? And I couldn't tell if that was because he was there, but the other clips, you know, maybe they were later on or shortly thereafter, the helicopter wasn't there. But the first attempt, if you notice, he was holding on to the cross of that one. So he's like, hmm, yeah, I need a little additional help. That's what he's, you know, into. And then the next times he was hanging off to the right. That was insane. Sweaty palm inducing for sure. And he must have set the record for the most like rooftop tricks or ollies because I lost count. <laughs> Dude is a freak on a board and in a good way because he's he's mental. He does like he's fearless. And it's so cool to see. Clara Solar shared about a four-minute part of Pure Awesomeness with Poppy Star Olsen and a few others that were in there, kind of mixed in there. But I have to mention that half-court shot. You know me. If I see basketball, see some talent, I'm going to mention it. I don't care if this is a skateboard-only podcast. I'm going to mention the game. Recognize game, Clara. And I bet that one impressed Steph Curry, so even more. Very awesome. It's not easy making a half-court shot. Try it if you haven't done so yet. Did you see how Steve Moll was able to just barely escape that madman with a chainsaw? That could have been way worse. He's lucky. Very lucky. Dude looked like he was on a mission to kill or cut. But then again, he almost got impaled during that first ever like pole vault in a skate video attempt about 14 minutes in. And if you pause it at 14 minutes and three seconds, you can see exactly what went wrong in that pole vault. He was at the bottom of the pole. In order to pole vault... You have to be towards the tip or the top of it or at least like three feet down roughly because you have to leverage yourself, you know, and kind of pull and vault over. Nice attempt, though, Steve, but you're not going to win any uh, medals with that, though. Just I hate to break it to you, man, but just calling it as I see it. It was so fitting to have Eunice Chang. She shared a part with the man with the plan, you know, Tom Mull. I was cracking up at her. It was a plywood ride across the pool attempt. <laughs> I still think, just thinking about it. Because that moment when she realized about you know halfway in, it wasn't going as planned. Man Ramp, was, he was there, but there was nothing he could do. She was either going to go in the water or just scramble and make it to you know dry land. And she just grabbed her board and said, peace out. <laughs> she made it, though. But Eunice is my favorite rider on the team and she should be in every i mean i think she is in every warble video but i think not only should she be in every warble video she should be in every skateboarding video from here on out that's just why i'm just stressing that to the universe maybe that'll happen just her personality and her vibe stand out and shine and it's just amazing so you guys if you're making a skate video and you need some like flavor some character call eunice you know I'm just speaking for her. I don't even know if she wants to do that, but just call Eunice. She, you know, she'll be in your video. Color commentary. She's got a microphone, whatever. It'll add value to your video. Just saying that, okay? And Tom's stuff, his stuff was so unique, but yet difficult. And 
he has so many variations of a hand flip. I mean, is that what? Because I put a question mark in that. Is that what we're calling that? Like, I guess right, a hand, hand flip. That's 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 all you call it. Because he he would pop it and hand flip it and. 360 flip or to fire a crack. I mean, the whole his whole part was very creative, but I, I don't know what we call those. You, if you know, let me know and whatever. But I, I think it's a hand flip. Man ramp. I, I mean, <clears throat> Alex Ferrara straight up killed it for his part. And I have to point out just how unselfish he is. And he never, ever requires a team to provide makeshift ramps for him. He's like, nope, it's a one-way street with him. And that's cool. Dude is all about giving back. So much respect to Alex. Seriously. His part, he does some, I think the one that comes to mind is that um, rock to fakie on like the pole. I'm like, huh? Okay, dude. That's so hard. Like, that's ridiculous. Can't wait to see the outtakes on all that stuff. And I don't need to hear or become aware of any backstory of the footage starting at 20, 23 minutes and 26 seconds. I'm already starting to laugh, but I'm just asking to see more of it, like a feature-length version. Those of you who have seen it, go back and watch it. You know what I'm talking about. It involves mud and no commentary, like nothing. There's no titles, nothing. So please, I'm holding my hands together, please. Whatever the motivation Whatever the bet was that was lost or won to have this, I will contribute if need be. Just let me know, okay? I need more of this. Did I say please? Okay. Thank you in advance. And was that a nod to Lance Mountain at 2338? You know when Cookie tossed his board over the fence? I instantly thought of that Lance moment. And I think Lance's moment when he did it was through a chimney, but still. Um, I just it had that vibe to me so I instantly thought of him I just figured I'd mention it who knows now speaking of Chris and actually speaking of going rewinding it back a couple well many episodes before this I've been on record stating that any and all vert footage without pads just looks silly it just it does it looks it looks funny if you watch it it just it looks ridiculous but I think I need to come up with an exception because Chris Colborn makes it look so smooth and awesome that I can't I, I can't fight it anymore. Well, actually, maybe I'll just give him a pass. And yes, I know that ramp wasn't as big as like a Tony Hawk ramp, which is like 13 feet or whatever, but still. So moving forward, unless your name is Chris Cookie Colburn, you are still required to wear at least knee pads when skating vert. Okay? Is that a good deal? Because, I mean, like I said, otherwise it just looks silly. It looks so funny. So I appreciate it in advance. Very cool. But yeah, that, that vert part was awesome. But what really got me, though, was when Chris was talking. I think he was talking to his mom. I didn't actually know. I thought about it. I, sh- thought about it. I should have gone back and done a screen cap and, and enlarged it. But when he was talking to his mom right before he got clotheslined, 24 minutes, 25 seconds in, that had me dying. <laughs> oh, because that was a live call. <laughs> oh, and, and at least the first take, they nailed it right. That was hilarious. And he was he was pretty solid in it too. Like he sold it all. He, it was very good. But and I know I've been on record saying that Cookie basically can segue into becoming a professional pianist or whatever, but now I'm adding WWE to the list. They might be calling him down the road. Or better yet, Warble Wrestling 
entertainment. Yeah, you guys can steal that. You can keep that. Just give me a thanks or something in the credits one day if you guys start your wrestling entertainment channel, okay? Not ask for a monetary return. If you guys want to kick a few bucks down, that, that's great too. Warble Wrestling Entertainment. It could happen, and I would watch. Also, you see you see the two takes after that? And I don't think we didn't notice the bananas too, guys. I noticed that wasn't a phone anymore. That was a banana. And I know you got the best one on the first take, and you probably didn't want to bother mom again or you didn't want to break your phone because you guys are really selling it. But it would have worked better if it was a completely like empty banana because it looked like a three quarters of a banana the, the bottom part was floppy just go with like make it silly and go just straight banana peel you know just my opinion you know i'm trying to help you guys are starting a wrestling league i'm just trying to help so but as a as a quote sorry i can't talk right now i'm about to get clotheslined <laughs> uh, i mean that's something that i hope this is on my i'm gonna have to put it on like my vision board or my my hope list I hope to hear Chris tell me that one day, right? We're on a call. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I can't take a call right now. I'm about to get clotheslined. That would be like a moment in a lifetime, you know? That'd be amazing. But I loved his entire part. Each and every trick pretty much either had me scratching my head or shaking my head or just shrugging. But when he busted out, it was a, what, a 50-50 stall to back 270 out, 26 minutes, four seconds in. I just about lost it. Like, why you got to do us like that, Chris? I'm serious right now. That's not cool. Not cool, man. But in the same sentence, I, I couldn't help but scream, Sody, 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 while I was watching this part. Mind-blowing tricks to me that have him as one of the Sody frontrunners, and it's only, what, June? By the time you're hearing it, it's June 1st, today. So, bravo, triple C. Bravo. Sodi frontrunner. Damn, that was good. But if you can't tell by now, Warble 3 was amazing, and the entire team is a force. And I was thinking, too, like if they ever brought back King of the Road and Warble is not one of the teams involved, it would be doing the whole world a disservice, right? But in fact, I was thinking, too, I bet they'd win the whole damn thing if they were on that show, like multiple times. They are that talented. So I hope to see that one day too. Warble on King of the Road. Oh, that'd be great. You guys want you guys need ratings. I don't know what the holdup is. Maybe it's because, you know, um, Phelps, you know, was part of it. But there's there should be King of the Road on television, on the internet. It'll get the views, it'll get the clicks. And if you want to draw eyes onto your product, have Warble. And Eunice, of course, on, on, on the mic. I don't know. You guys, let me know your thoughts. Be sure to check out Cobra Man on Spotify as well. Great music. It'll get you in the mood. Damn, Warble. Got me talking long. I need to hydrate after that. It was all worth it. I could talk about Warble all day. Although I think if you keep saying Warble, 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 you'll say it like incorrectly 50 times. But it's one of those cool words, man. Cool names. Cool brands. Anyway. See, I'm still talking about it. See what you guys are doing? So pretty much, I guess, every single week is the Tony Hawk in the news kind of week, right? So this time around, it was for an interview in the New York Times by David Marchese or Marchese, titled Tony Hawk's Greatest Trick, question mark, Becoming a Middle-Aged Skateboard Star. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Okay, what, what do we got here? So 
someone that probably doesn't skate interviewing Tony Hawk, probably more, you know, he probably is aware of his product. But anyway, so I was trying to be open minded. So the interview, it had like some familiar topics that he gets at, gets asked a lot. But a few things did stand out to me enough, obviously, that I want to talk about it today, especially when he was asked about, you know, his sponsors, you know, on and off the board and kind of how he decides on which ones to represent, you know, these days. You know, he said it's impossible to please everyone and it's even harder to stay super hardcore because at some point you've got to provide for your family. End of quote. And I fully agree. And I can't remember if I've talked about it before as well. But it's something that needs to be stated. I, you know, I mean, it's that's the one thing that some people tend to forget is that we're all coin operated, and at some point we need to provide for our family, and that can mean family could be defined as actual kids, a dog, some cats, a turtle, your garden, something. Insert whatever, because everything costs money, right? So it does not have to be a, a you know a kids per se. Everything costs money, and inflation occurs all the time as well. So not only does everything cost money, it costs more and more and more each year, right? We see we see the trend. It never goes down. I say get the money if you can. You know, and Tony has. You know, he's if it's in within your wheelhouse too, and that's what I kind of want to specify here because you have a fine line as well. You know, like there's certain like products that if they approach me for this podcast, I'd be like, uh, no, I can't talk about that. It's not part of my my you know, feeling or uh, beliefs or whatever. And I recognize that the audience, you guys are probably not going to click with some of that stuff too. But as he said, you can't, you can't please everybody. So point it out. But he, the main thing is that he turned down a, a, a deal with a cologne company. And I was like, yeah, of course. Can you imagine that though? Uh, Tony Hawk. I mean, I could picture him in like a black turtleneck pimping like some crazy fragrance like Rector Reek. If you guys remember, Rector Reek, they should bring that back, you know, just for Tony. They could just use this, the same commercial that, you know, R.I.P. Ray Underhill did, but have Tony selling the product. I can see that. Rector Reek, that's in his wheelhouse. But probably one of these other brands, you know, like with, I don't know, who's got them these days? Like A-Rod? I mean, maybe I'm, I don't think he, A-Rod doesn't have a cologne. But anyway, you know what I mean? I can't picture Tony doing that. So it makes sense. But back to this interview, though. Things started getting a little weird when David said that he had to stop skateboarding after landing a 720 kickflip. I was like, what? And I won't ruin it for you, but it was at this time when like, hearing the conversation versus reading words on paper might have made a, a, a difference, at least for me. Because I was like, are, wait, are you joking? Are you trying to be funny or serious? You know, Tony handled it well, as usual. He's a boss. You know, He's heard it all. He's, he's been there, done it. He's the OG as far as you know, getting interviewed by you know, individuals who don't skate. But I also felt a shift in the interview when he asked about his tour diary book. I guess I I think I remember Tony talking about it. I haven't seen it or read it, but I guess he has a tour diary book. And he mentioned that it came across as, quote-unquote, sanitized. You know, meaning, you know, it's not as hardcore or whatever, like picture something you'd hear from, like, Molly Crew. You know, <laughs> night and day, right? But it's at this point, you know, in the interview, I bet he could have easily gone, like, evil can evil on the guy. So he dropped, like, a... Do you know who the hell I am? You know, as he said, as Tony said, though, he's all, I'm a grown-ass man with a family. So pretty much summed it up. So well said, Birdman. He doesn't need to revisit that lifestyle. You know, it just, yeah. Not, the, the crazy, wild rock star life, it's not a part of his brand anyway. You know, it never has and never will. Or maybe it was, I guess. We all we all had fun you know, in our 
youth. But much like many of us who are a little bit older, that stuff happened all way before social media was around. So it's like a win-win. You know, yeah, it happened. There's no evidence. So no crazy uh, pictures of Tony Hawk and doing whatever. I mean, they're probably out there, but you know, it's just it's not part of his brand. So it was just interesting to, for him to call that. Now I got to read it, you know, the, this tour diary and find out if it's quote unquote sanitized. But anyway, figure I'd mention that. But yeah, like I said, if if we heard the conversation versus reading it, it might like come across differently. You know what I mean? Like a different tone, different vibe. And it just started to get a little weird towards the end there. And that's, that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. But either way, you could you could feel Tony's mature yet humorous vibe in this one. You know, he's been there, done that. So, And, and I know I've said it multiple times before, but Tony Hawk is and has been so great for skateboarding. There will never, ever be another one like him ever, comma, ever, ever, ever. A true ambassador and skateboarding is what it is today because of Tony. So much respect, Mr. Hawk. Thank you. So I'll put the link in the show notes below. And I didn't have to get through a paywall or anything like that, you know, but hopefully, you know, nothing like that pops up for you. But check it out. It's a quick read, but interesting interview. Like I said, do you, do you agree it would have been a better as a, uh, an audio type interview or did you get it? And maybe I just was overthinking it. You know what I mean? And lastly, speaking of Tony Hawk and namely Birdhouse. You see how fast they turned Felipe Pro after last week's due tour domination nation? Do you see that? You know, I hope they had his graphic on hand because, like, beforehand, like, obviously it was going to happen. Or or they were scrambling because you know they were up all night the, the next 24 hours making those boards, like, sweating. Like, make it happen, guys. Make it happen. It has to happen. But I'm so glad now he's got his name on a board, and I'll be copping one eventually, too. Yeah. So my list of decks to purchase is getting a little out of hand like but what are you gonna do i mean there's no timeline like you know what i mean i'm not i didn't say i'm gonna buy all these decks from like some of my favorite riders by this date or whatever so i mean it's gonna be an ever-growing forever list but i'm gonna buy one of those probably skate it i don't have a deck wall but i could picture him you know uh definitely being one of those on a display on the wall too because i got so much respect for that rider so congrats felipe well done, man. Well done. So great job to Birdhouse as well. But but yeah, I, I love to see the timeline on that. You know, the 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 oh shit moment, right? We gotta get him aboard like yesterday, guys. Let's let's do it. Okay? Yeah, let's do it now. So that's all I've got for this week. I appreciate you guys tuning in. So I will talk to you next Tuesday. Peace. Peace.